Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Saturday morning to you, a couple of minutes late, are we? But that's what happens sometimes in the wild world of live radio. It is Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Video. Saturday morning, a gray one here in uh, Seattle and its environs. But that's okay. let not stop us from uh, putting a little sunshine into your heart on this Saturday morning, the day before Father's Day. Hope you're all having a good Saturday morning and that you're uh, being safe out there and enjoying each other's company as the world gets a little less uh, socially distanced from each other. A lot of good stuff on the show this morning for you. We will spend some time uh, this morning, hopefully, hopefully giving you some advice, some fatherly advice on how to teach your kid how to drive. You, uh, I've done it, you've done it, we've, we've probably all done it. If you have a kid, you have a child, you have a young person in the house, you have probably at some point, if they've attained the age of learner's permittedness, uh, decided to take them out for a driving lesson and uh, tr- taught them or at least tried to teach them how to drive. Uh, I'm in the process of doing it with my daughter. Uh, I, I know many people who have done it. And uh, some successfully, some not so successfully. For me, the jury is still out. But uh, for you, we are going to offer you this morning some tips, and we called on a professional to do it. Adam Seaman is the um, he is the head instructor at the BMW Performance School in Palm Springs, California, and he is going to join us. And give you and I and everybody some tips on how to teach your child how to drive. How to, uh, the the important things. uh, When you get in that front seat uh, with your son or daughter and try to impart upon them all of the wisdom uh, that you have learned around driving. Not easy. It's Nobody said it's easy. But it's important because I think as parents, fathers or mothers, really, it doesn't matter. uh, It's important that you feel confident in your child going out there on the road driving, right? Well, hopefully Adam will be able to give us some pointers, some tips on how to make that experience better for you, better for them, and better for the general public as a whole. And we'll talk to him in just a couple of minutes. We have our summer giveaway. It continues this morning with our cartoon of the week. We do we have we found, believe you me, I search for these things high and low. We found a tune about teaching your kid how to drive. <laughs> Who knew? Well, you know, that's why I spend hours uh, cooking up this show, putting it in pots and pans and trying to get it uh, just right so when I serve it up to you on Saturday morning, it's better than just a couple of powdered eggs and uh, some reconstituted uh, bacon juice or something. And that sounds a little ugly, doesn't it? Anyway, we will go to Australia this morning uh, to hear from singer-songwriter John Williamson and also give uh, away 
a, another in our series of summer giveaways. Again, a JBL uh, clip speaker. This is a little Bluetooth wireless speaker that is um, taking a nation by storm. It's just a little mini speaker. You can hold it in your hand. We use them on the show. Uh, we're using with Mikey and Vinny when we do that show uh, to listen to and audition stuff. It's a great speaker. It works wonderfully with your iPhone, with your iPad, in the car, with uh, any kind of Bluetooth uh, device that you may have. It'll work with it's rechargeable. You plug it into your uh, to your charger. Boom, boom, boom. It goes. It starts. It moves and it speaks, and we'll have one of those to give away for you a little later today on um, on one of our social media feeds. We're also going to take a look at the Subaru Outback, one of the more impressive cars I've driven all year. It's redesigned for 2020, and how do you improve on a good thing? Well, Subaru has figured out a way. We'll let you know how that comes out in our drive time road test. A couple of things that we want to get to, though, before quickly uh, we get to Adam Seaman. A couple of big pieces of news in the uh, automotive world uh, this week. Uh, Many people, all of us, I think, are pulling for one of the uh, most inspirational people that... um, that has come down the pike in a long time. And that is um, Alex Zanardi. Those of you who remember that the terrible accident that he was involved in several years ago where he lost his, his legs. And uh, Zanardi bounced back from that, became a para, uh, paracyclist. Uh, has competed at the Olympic level. This guy is just a uh, spectacular example of not quitting. A spectacular example of uh, when life deals you these um, horrific things that can happen to you, how you just, uh, you know, get get going and, and keep rolling. And... That's exactly what he has done. He has um, encountered a, uh, what some people are saying, I have not seen film of it, a horrific bike crash, a uh, hand bike crash in Italy in competition and is in uh, serious condition. Some people are calling it a serious neurological state. Serious but stable condition is what other news organizations are calling it. But uh, if if there's somebody who will be able to uh, beat this and recover from it, and again, I haven't seen um, notices from early this morning yet, but as of four hours ago, he was still in serious condition after this crash, uh, Alex Zanardi will uh, beat that. Mario Andretti tweeted something about uh, Zanardi yesterday, just saying that he was uh, one of the most inspirational people that he has uh, ever met. And if Mario Andretti is calling you inspirational, I think that's something worth talking about. I certainly find inspiration 
for what he has accomplished and what he has done. And when you, you know, you, sometimes you get to these places in your life where you feel like you're just pushed up against a brick wall, pushed up against a stone wall, and you don't know what's going to happen in your life. Uh, you have to keep going. And when I think about what this man has had to face and what he faces again, it gives people like me who haven't, you know, listen, I face some serious stuff in my life too, but it, it seems like what he has faced has been certainly much more than what I have, but it gives you inspiration, I think, that no matter how badly things are going, that in fact, you keep going and you try to go and move on to the best of your abilities. So uh, I, I think we can send a collective uh, prayer for Alex Zanardi and hopefully he recovers from uh, what he has encountered. A spate of new car reveals coming down the line uh, this over the next few days. We just found out, got invited to the premiere of the new Ford F-150, the Mustang Mach-E is coming down the road in a couple of days, the new Ford Bronco is uh, coming down as well, a new Kia product is uh, coming out in the next few days, and um, and uh, the Mustang Mach 1 is back. Remember the Mach 1? It's that, uh, that just that bad-ass Mustang that was around in the 60s and early 70s. It was replaced by the Boss 302. But that 429 uh, Cobra Jet Mach 1, boy, a customer of my father's had one of those. And I used to live to uh, come to the gas station after school and move that car around, man. Driving that car three feet was more thrilling than driving half the cars I owned. I'll never forget that car. It was a blue one with a black matted hood, hood pins, uh, black and red seats inside. It was a fastback, had the Mach 1 um, badging on the side of the car. Kind of looks like, I don't know, um, a friend of mine, Kirby Arnold, has a a 69 Mustang that's uh, very similar looking to that car. I get that little uh, uh, tinge of nostalgia every time I see Kirby Arnold's Mustang. Uh, A beautiful, beautiful car does Kirby have. And uh, so anyway, the Mach 1 uh, is replacing this year uh, the Bullet. So they're going to stop making the Bullet. And start making the Mach 1, so that will be in showrooms pretty soon. And I suspect that Ford is going to um, gonna do real well with those. So that's a few things that are happening around the automotive world. We'll take a quick break here. We'll come back, and we will hear from Adam Seaman from the BMW Performance School on uh, teaching your kid how to drive, the best way to do it. This is Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny, and we are live and in living color here on 1150 KKNW. Buckle up for safety. Buckle up. Buckle up for safety. Always buckle up. 
for your seatbelt snug. Give an extra tug. Buckle up for safety. Buckle up. Buckle up for safety. Buckle up. Buckle up for safety. Always buckle up. Show the world you care by the belt you wear. Buckle up for safety when you're driving. Buckle up. Buckle up for safety. Buckle up. The National Safety Council says seatbelts can and do save lives every day. Buckle up for safety, everybody. Buckle up. Need help getting started with self-help? You came to the right place. Alternative Talk, 1150. And back with you on Drive Time Radio, a Saturday morning, the day before Father's Day. We get a chance now to uh, spend some time with a gentleman whose business is to teach people how to performance drive, which is generally a little bit different uh, from driving out on the street, but with many principles that you can take and transfer into your everyday driving. Adam Seaman is the lead driving instructor at the BMW Performance Center, which is at the Thermal Club in Palm Springs. And I wanted to have him on to talk a little bit about teaching on this Father's Day, uh, something that we all as dads do, teach our kids how to drive. Adam, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Vinny. Thanks for having me on the show, man. Hey, thanks for taking a couple of minutes. So the gist of this whole thing is that I want to give some people, some dads, moms, too, that might be listening, uh, information on how to teach their kids how to be a better teacher when they're showing their kids how to drive so that they can drive defensively, so that they, they have a better idea when they get out on the road of what to expect, what to look for, and so they can show their kids not just what you see in the driver's manual, because everybody's going to learn that, but the realities of what life is out on the road. So so when you get somebody that may not be such a competitive driver, but a driver that you're just initiating into the world of driving, what's kind of the first thing that you lay out for them? Well, the first thing we emphasize uh, is basically the vision, Vinny. I mean, Everything you do inside the car is based around hand-eye foot coordination. Uh, so obviously, if you're looking at the wrong thing or if you're indecisive with where you're looking uh, with the vision, then everything you ask the car to do will be indecisive or wrong as well. So we really focus on where the kids are looking, where they need to be looking, um, and then keeping the vision there, uh, even through those, those uncomfortable moments. So that, that, I would think that that includes put the phone down, turn the radio off, pay attention to what you're doing behind the wheel. That, that absolutely, absolutely goes without saying. We have to give our, our full attention to the driving. Um, and, and, again, uh, the vision is what controls everything. So if you're looking down at the radio, if you're looking down at the cell phone, uh, if you're looking at your friends talking back and forth, that's going to take away from your ability to, to handle that vehicle. And, and once they have the vision established, so that's the first thing, once they have that vision established, then what's the next step in, in trying to maybe give them the importance and the gravity of what they are doing? Because they're, they're driving a machine that can kill somebody, and themselves included. Absolutely. So 
a big part of this is, is really just determining uh, what type of driver your child is. That's one of the things we do when uh, parents bring their children to the school. One of the first things we try to assess is what type of driver is this child? Uh, are they an overconfident driver? Are they a timid driver? Uh, and in those situations where they're a little overconfident, uh, we try to rein them in uh, and, and show them some of the things that can go wrong in the vehicle. Uh, if it's a timid driver, we try to give them the experience behind the car. That's the whole idea of school, uh, is giving the children uh, experience behind the wheel of the car in a situation that isn't dangerous, per se, uh, in an environment which isn't dangerous, like public streets or in the city, uh, so that if they ever do encounter that uh, when they're driving to school or wherever it may be, uh, they have some idea of what to do. So seat time is key. Uh, you know, uh, get your kids behind the wheel, uh, take them to those parking lots, uh, get them out in the street when they get their permit, and give them the seat time that they need with you sitting beside them, giving them your supervision. Is it better, Adam, to um, to hand this job over to somebody as opposed to a dad or a mom trying to teach their kid? Because I know, I mean, I've tried to teach my daughter how to drive, and emotions definitely come into it. They absolutely do. And I would say um, in, in many circumstances, it is better uh, because, um, as you well know, uh, sometimes we have bad habits as adults, and our bad habits may get passed down to our children, uh, and we may not even know their bad habits. Uh, to give you an example, uh, most people are taught 10 and 2 is where the hand placement should be on the steering wheel uh, when that is a, a, a a very wrong placement for the hands on the wheel. It's actually nine and three. And most people uh, don't even realize that. And they're passing that, that down to their children. Uh, and that's a very bad habit to have. Yeah, I always went with 10 and two. I mean, that's what I was taught in um, in driving school, you know, with the, uh, you know, the Blood Alley uh, driver education films that I've shown my daughter. <laughs> She's yeah. sick of at this point. But that, that's a great point that, uh, you know, sometimes the ways that we were taught, you know, 50 years ago when, or 40 years ago when we were getting our driver's licenses is very different from what the reality is, what you see out there today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Adam Seaman is with us from the uh, uh, BMW Performance Center, which is the BMW school that uh, BMW sends uh, their uh, people to buy their cars to. They buy a high-performance car like an M6 competition. You go down and you learn how to drive it, which I think is a very, very good thing. He is the lead driving instructor. By the way, Adam, what, what do you think of that? Uh, I got a chance to spend a week in that uh, M6 competition edition, uh, X6, excuse me, uh, competition uh, edition. That was, that was a heck of a car, huh? Yeah, that's one of my favorites. That's the do-it-all grocery getter, the big SAV that BMW offers, uh, you know, over 600 horsepower in the new model, and uh, that thing sprints to zero to 60 in uh, around four seconds, and, uh, you know, it'll haul a boat, it'll do a track day, and um, it'll get your groceries back to the house pretty quickly as well. Yeah, they were looking at me at Costco when I pulled up with that thing, man. I mean, it was uh, it was pretty amazing, an amazing, uh, an amazing, amazing car as well. All right, let's um, let's uh, continue on a little bit more. We're talking about uh, uh, teaching how to drive. Right, you got the kid in the car. You got him some seat time. Uh, you mm -hmm. got him at nine and three with their hands. What's what's the next uh, natural progression that you're trying to teach him in this uh, in his first day out of driving? 
Uh, first day out of driving, so, again, if they come to us, we're going to teach them some stuff in the classroom and whatnot. Uh, the 9 and 3 thing comes along with it, the vision. Uh, seating position is one as well. Uh, mirror adjustment is a big one. Uh, many people adjust the side view mirrors so that they uh, can just see the rear edge of the car. Maybe you do that, Vinny. I, I don't know. if you, Is that the way you adjust your mirrors? Yeah, I try to see the side and, and the rear edge of the car, yeah. Absolutely. So what that does is create an overlap. And what you're already seeing in the interior rearview mirror, uh, and, and it creates a blind spot for you, which requires you to actually turn your head and look over your shoulder uh, when you're changing lanes. Um, and we've already discussed uh, previously, if the, if the listeners hadn't heard, if they're just tuning in, uh, that the vision is the most important thing. We want to keep that vision out, looking way far ahead uh, at where we would like the car to go. So we don't want to turn our head and look over our shoulders. So when we adjust our side view mirrors, we actually want to adjust those side view mirrors out far enough where the rear edge of the car disappears. We actually tilt our head a bit in the direction of, say, the driver's mirror and tilt that mirror out so the rear edge of the car disappears. And that does away with that rear overlap and about 90% of your blind spot as well. It, it uh, now eliminates that need to look over your shoulder, unless you're doing something like, say, merging onto the interstate. Uh, and then at that point, you just give a quick glance and then you're back at the road. But for any uh, circumstance where you're just changing lanes and whatnot, you can now keep your vision way ahead, give the mirror glance, um, and you don't have to turn that head all the way to the left to, to see if there's a car back there. I was driving a, um, what was I driving the other day, a, um, uh, a Hyundai that has the blind spot monitors in the uh, instrument cluster. And mm -hmm. I was looking at that and I was saying to myself, boy, I hope somebody doesn't teach their kid how to drive with this car because they're going to get a false sense of, uh, of this technology that uh, will not enable you to actually do what you need to do physically to make sure that you're safe. Is there a danger in te when you're teaching somebody on a newer car like this that you don't teach them the, the natural way to look at blind spots and then rear view mirrors and that they rely too much on the technology that's in the car? You know, I, don't, I wouldn't say that so much that there's a danger, Vinny, uh, but I would say that uh, it's, it's not the best way to rely on those. They're there, uh, so in the event that maybe uh, we didn't catch that vehicle back there in the blind spot, uh, we now have something flashing in our peripheral vision to let us know, hey, hey, don't do that. Uh, but we definitely uh, shouldn't always rely on them. We should always pra practice the proper driving technique. Adam, one more thing before we let you go to the parents out there. If you could talk to... Uh, the, the, the millions of people who are listening to the show, and I can tell you it's just millions. <clears throat> um, what would you say to them as they're teaching their kids how to drive? What, what one piece of great advice would you give to every dad, every mom, every uh, uncle who's trying to teach their kid how to drive right now? Uh, I would say the biggest piece of advice that I could give to all parents would be get your child uh, some driver training, something besides the generic AAA uh, driver's education that they offer in high schools or that you pay the fee for, you know, the $250 or $350 fee uh, to go learn how to back up in a straight line and do a three-point turn. That's not sufficient uh, for today's vehicles, for today's times, the amount of vehicles that are on the road, and definitely with all the uh, distractions uh, in today's environment. Uh, 
teenagers need some real training behind the wheel. They need to uh, to go somewhere where they can be put um, into these situations such as emergency lane changes or skid recovery, oversteer, understeer, and how to control that and recover from it. Uh, emergency braking, uh, not only in a straight line, but also into a corner, realizing what ABS does for the child or, or for the driver uh, and how to, to use that and not to be afraid to use it if you need to. Um, and they'll be not only uh, a better driver, they'll be a more confident driver uh, and not in a bad way. They're not going to be overly confident. Uh, they're going to know what the car can do. They're going to understand it. Uh, and they're going to respect it after they get that training. One thing my dad told me, and I don't know if it's true to this day or not, when he was teaching me how to drive, is he said to me that, uh, Vinny, you can get out of trouble sometimes just as much with the gas pedal as you can with the brake pedal. Uh, that still hold true? Oh, no. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I would say anytime you're in trouble, the first thing you should probably do is go to that brake pedal. Uh, and never, Vinny, uh, a, word that, uh, a word of advice that's kept me safe and kept me out of trouble many times is never crash faster. It doesn't make sense. I, I like that. I like that. Adam, thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes, man. I really appreciate you taking the time. And um, now you, you give classes down there. If somebody wants to get in contact uh, with, um, with with your school, the BMW Performance Center, do you, do you give classes for young people? Plus they get a Absolutely. week in Palm Springs? Absolutely. We have a location on the East Coast in uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina. And we also have a location on the West Coast uh, just outside of Palm Springs in Thermal, California located at the, the beautiful Thermal Club, uh, and we teach teen schools for the ages. If, if they have a permit, then we can teach them. Awesome. Right? So, so as soon as they, they get their permit, they're eligible to come to a class. There's no ownership of a BMW required or anything of that sort. Um, and uh, I think that class runs again from 15 as soon as you get a permit. It depends on the state, I believe, wherever you live when, when teenagers get their permit, uh, all the way up to 18. It's a great thing you do, making the road safer for us. Adam Seaman, lead driving instructor at uh, the BMW Performance Center in Thermal. Thank you so much for spending a couple of minutes with us here on Drive Time. Thank you, Vinny. All right. Take care of yourself. Have a happy Father's Day. There he goes, Adam Seaman. Words to the wise uh, and words that my dad said that weren't so wise. Uh, I, never, I don't listen to my father that much anyway. All right. Stick around. We got the cartoon of the week coming up right here on Drive Time Radio on 1150 KKNW. <laughs> transmission. Dozens of options. But as standard equipment, you get bucket seats, wall-to-wall -wall carpeting, all vinyl upholstery, padded instrument panel, and full wheel covers. Even though Mustang is a dream, its low price is a beautiful reality. Test drive one right now at your Ford dealers. Pleasant dreams. Right back with you on Drive Time Radio. Hope you got a little something out of uh, that segment uh, and some additional uh, information about teaching uh, you're youngin, 
as Jed Clampett used to say, you're youngin'. How to drive, and we'll get some information on that uh, BMW Performance Driving School uh, up on uh, our website and our Facebook and Twitter pages as well so that we can make sure that uh, if you want to. Listen, great weekend, right? You go down to Palm Springs. You take the kid to driving school. You spend, uh, you know, a weekend down there, a long weekend down there, hanging out. There's a lot of Huskies that live down there, a lot of Cougs that live down there. You go relive uh, you know, your college days, then you jump back on the Alaska Airlines plane and bing, right back. Matter of fact, we should set something like that up, like a, an in mass, um, you know, migration down a weekend where the Huskies and the Cougs uh, take over the competition uh, driving school. All right, uh, as we continue on, we do have our cartoon of the week. This week, we head down under to the land of Holdens and Vauxhalls. Talking about Australia, uh, where I discovered a singer-songwriter. He's a national treasure down there. Uh, John Williamson uh, is uh, has won numerous um, area awards uh, in Australia, which I guess is the Australian equivalent of uh, a Grammy. See, he's more to Australian music, I guess. He's kind of a a folk country folk artist. Uh, down there, sings a lot about Australia and the different people that are there and so on and so forth and the different life situations that people in Australia find themselves in. A very popular artist. He's still around. Back in 1991, he uh, was nominated uh, for an area and won for the best children's album. Uh, in uh, uh, for this album that uh, he put out that year that was, uh, uh, I think, entitled Life Story. John Williamson's Life Story. He's done a couple of these albums, a bunch of catchy little tunes, and I thought that um, we, would, we would take one of them that, of course, had to do with driving. This is a, a little ditty called Teach Me to Drive, Dad, from John Williamson on Drive Time Radio. There you go, John Williamson here, uh, Australian singer-songwriter from 1991. And will you teach me, will you teach me, will you teach me to drive a car, Dad? Um, Bad Australian accent right there, I can tell you, in no uncertain terms. But uh, that one, again, winning an area award and uh, a a song perfectly fitted for Father's Day here on our Drive Time Cartoon of the Week. All right, now it's time to... uh, let you know exactly how you can win the uh, the prize this week. The uh, the contest that we have been running our summer of prizes, our summer special, our summer soiree, as I like to call it, a spectacular JBL clip uh, Bluetooth speaker. These are great little speakers. You uh, you you. you Dial it into your Bluetooth, and you click on it, and it gives you great sound. Uh, it's, it's like if you had, I'll tell you what, the sound out of this speaker is just as good as uh, when I was a kid. I remember I was all jazzed up because I had a pair of Advent bookshelf speakers. Remember those? For those of you who have been around for a while, there were these uh, these honking, they weren't real big, they fit on a bookshelf, but they were advents, and they were like the best speakers you could buy at the time. 
and I think uh, they were in probably more college dorm rooms and more first apartments uh, than, than most speakers. They were just these great sounding Advent bookshelf speakers. Well, I will tell you that this little JBL speaker that, uh, that I'm giving away this morning, this clip speaker, is, sounds just as good as those Advent speakers did back in 1977. Now, uh, to be honest, to be fair, I haven't put um, some pulsing disco music through it. I haven't, I haven't uh, stuck the village people uh, through these already. Uh, but <clears throat> I would, I'm here to tell you uh, that as far as rock and roll and, and, you know, the sound out of this speaker, it's every bit as good as those old uh, Advents uh, that I used to have, which I actually had up until about two years ago or three years ago when I was uh, getting ready to move back here from Pittsburgh. I had them in the garage. I used them in my, um, in my office and had them up on a bookshelf. And like I said, I had had them rebuilt years ago in San Francisco. There was a place that rebuilt speakers. And when I was at the KUSF, I took them over and had them, had them rebuilt uh, from the guy and did a great job. They sounded as good as new. And it was just a, re- you know, be- between the type of wood that was used in the cabinet and the speakers and the woofers and the tweeters and everything else that was in there. They sounded better than uh, those the Bose speakers I had, to be honest with you. I never had sound I heard a pair of speakers that were so small that sounded so good. Those advents were unbelievable. But these uh, this JBL um, really kind of shocks you with how good they are. I mean, I have that one, and I also personally have their uh, Infinity like kind of tube uh, speaker that was designed by uh, some musical group. I forget which one. I'm sure my friend Dawn Geary would be able to tell me uh, which one. But I got one of these uh, several years ago, and it's been a great speaker for me. And, again, a Bluetooth speaker, you hook your computer up to it, and bing, bang, and boom, you're uh, you're ready to go with, uh, with these speakers. So, again... Um, we have that uh, we have that speaker that we will give away, and uh, what I will I'll, I'll do it very simply. This week we'll go with Twitter, and we'll go on our uh, Twitter, which my Twitter, which is nyvinny and at nyvinnie. And if you are a current follower of mine, and you retweet my current message that's on there, which is about the show today, or You follow me. So either way, either you follow me and you're a new follower or you retweet what I have on there uh, and do it by uh, the end of the show. I'll tell you what, I'll I'll make it easy for you. We'll we'll, we'll do it until 10 o'clock. If you do it before 10 o'clock this morning, so this way you don't have to miss a, a moment of scintillating drive time. If you do it before 10 o'clock, I will pick one of those uh, either retweets or new listeners out, new um, followers at, again, D 
uh, at uh, uh I will pick one of those out, and uh, you will get, we'll get in contact with you, and you will get the speaker, the Bluetooth speaker, courtesy of the fine folks at uh, JBL and Harmon Carden, who has been nice enough to uh, supply us with uh, the first part of our summer-long giveaway where we uh, give away good stuff uh, that's car-related for you to enjoy every week here on uh, Drive Time. Uh, Before we hit the break, one of the things I think is dads that I love. I don't know if you're familiar with this. I know we've talked about them in the past, uh, but one of my favorite websites in the world, I check this thing out every morning. I mean, I check out, you know, a couple of car websites. I check out ESPN. I check out uh, the local newspaper. And uh, then I go to bringatrailer.com. And if you've never looked at bringatrailer.com, boy, are you missing it. Bring a Trailer is an auction site for all different kinds of cars. And it just so happens that this week there is a ton of, of really good stuff on Bring a Trailer. Maybe they saved it all for Father's Day. Um, I don't know, but there's there's a whole bunch of different um, different stuff on here. They do articles from time to time, but the crux of the thing is, is they auction off cars that you've never heard of before or you may have heard of or haven't thought about for a long time or many different things. Some of these cars go off at no reserve, some of these cars go off out of reserve. Like I'm looking right now, there's a 2008 Tesla Roadster at no reserve. A very hot car, a 1987 Buick Grand National, a 72 Porsche 911, um, a 54 Austin Healey, a 1903 Orient Buckboard. Man, go look. I don't know. <laughs> it's not bringatrailer.com. Uh, but several, a Franklin, a 1907 Franklin Model G, one of the coolest cars, um, I think, um, uh, that, that uh, I mean, I love the shape of this car. I'm only sorry I didn't buy one earlier when I had a chance. My cousin Ed Vitro had one many, many years ago, and that is a 62 Ford Thunderbird convertible. I mean, when you look at a car that has just classic, beautiful lines, it's a two-seater. I think 62 was the last of the two-seat Thunderbirds. Uh, A spectacular-looking car with great lines. And, again, uh, just a a car that you want to own. They got some Acura NXSs, uh, supercharged 2003 Honda. S2000, an Alfa Romeo Spider at no reserve, 540i BMW, a bunch of Porsches, a bunch of BMWs, a Honda ATC, uh, a 2003 Mini Cooper S, six-speed, uh, just some really cool. It's, it's, it's without a doubt worth looking at every morning. Here's another favorite of mine, a 85 Mazda RX-7. Remember the first edition of the RX-7 that came out back in, uh, I think it was 83 or 84, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, 
But this one has uh, 39,000 miles. One on a car, I think. Um, beautiful car. Triumph TR6. Uh, just some incredible, incredible cars. Here's the one I want. The 66 Ford F-250 Camper Special. Four-speed. No reserve. Yellow and white. Spectacular looking truck. And I'm not a Ford truck fan uh, by any means, but uh, 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 just a beautiful looking Ford truck. So that's bringatrailer.com. Uh, a fine collection every week of different cars that are on the auction block. And um, uh, that you can, uh, if you're in the market for a car, find something interesting. And if you're not in the market for a car, you can just take a look and see what they have and see what uh, what's out there. Uh, really is uh, an incredible. It's a 68 Ford Bronco 289 three-speed. All right, we'll take a quick break here, come back with our uh, review of the week as we uh, delve into the, the drive-time road test with the Subaru Outback Wagon coming up here on Drive Time. Night, and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool, and there's the photo booth. All right, everybody, squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings and another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Exploring new territory every day. This is Alternative Talk 1150. I'm back with you on Drive Time Radio, New York City. Spending time with you on a Saturday morning. Thank you so much for listening uh, to our show. And remember uh, that you can find us when we're not on the air at our various social media sites, uh, which is... Drive Time Radio and TV on Facebook, uh, on Twitter at NYVinny, N-Y-V-I-N-N-I-E, on uh, Instagram at N-Y-V-I-N-N-I-E as well. We post up during the week and keep you updated on what's going on in the world of uh, automotive and uh, everything else that we can shoehorn into uh, my little... Uh, websites uh, there we also have a website at um at drivetime-radio.com uh that i would be more than happy to have you stop by and take a look at it's under construction right now we're uh, rebuilding the website uh but we are going to uh do that and get that accomplished for you and get all of the uh, different reviews and everything up on the website so when you're shopping for a car you can just go say, well, what the heck did Vinny think of that car? And go and click on the car, and you'll find it there. Or 
We're going to have a new thing that I'll tell you about more next week uh, that we're going to start doing, uh, that if you are going to go out there and buy a car, we will be more than happy to help you do that. So uh, please, by all means, uh, keep your eyes and your ears on the show next week for that uh, and our social media sites for that big announcement. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter this morning as uh, we give away our JBL speaker, our our clip speaker, uh, through that. All right, time now for the Drive Time Road Test. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, nothing ugly about uh, this week's uh, Drive Time Road Test vehicle. We go for a spin in the Subaru Outback Wagon. Totally redesigned for 2020. Absolutely one of the best cars you're going to look at if you're looking for a family car slash station wagon. It slots in as an SUV, uh, but it's lower seating position and car-like qualities, uh, the way it handles, really make it feel like a passenger car more than an SUV. Yet when um, you decide to make that trip up the logging road, uh, it won't even make a, uh, break a sweat getting you up to the cabin or getting you anywhere you want to go up in the country, up in the woods, uh, because it has that SUV-like quality, but yet it behaves <clears throat> like a car. From the outside, the improvements over last year, it's completely redesigned. Uh, the improvements over last year, though, are subtle. A line here, better headlamps there, a few more cubes of cargo space between the wheel wells over there. Where Subaru dumped the improvements in this car was in power with a new optional turbo engine that cranks out 260 horsepower in safety features like eyesight that keeps you on the road and tech that recognizes when your eyes are wandering, like when you're looking at your cell phone or you're getting tired, and it checks to see if you're awake. Tech that can save you and your family's life. Seriously, one of the most advanced technological cars, one of the confidence-inspiring, safest cars uh, that I've driven all year. There are also the little things with the Subaru Outback, like the roof rack that folds so it cuts down on wind resistance, and saves a mile or two a gallon over the life of the car in gasoline. The upgrading of interior materials so that you feel as if you're driving in a car that is more luxury than it is family car. Napa leather that feels good on a long drive and not sticky on a hot day. Plenty of window space so that you can see what's going on around you, even though you have camera systems and buzzers that let you uh, know when an incoming car is, uh, well, coming in. Uh, the Outback seats five adults, five ample-sized adults, adults, might I ask, with no problem. Now, you're not going to be social distancing in this car, but you will have room to comfortably put on and take off your mask. With the rear seats down, the Subi gives you a whopping 75.7 cubic feet of cargo space. Try filling that up at Costco. Yeah, you'll be spending a lot of money to do that. Engine-wise, the Subaru Outback gets a new turbocharged optional engine, cranks out 260 horses, and addresses the cry of those who said that the standard engine was slow. 
this torquey little mill gets the job done and then some getting on the freeway. The CVT is also one of the uh, better CVTs out there. I found it, and I'm not a big fan of the CVT, but I found it to be um, spectacular. Uh, no uh, seamless uh, getting the car moving, seamless stopping was a very, very good uh, very, very good car. Nice interior, as I said, in the car. Uh, holds five people, as I said. The interior quality is great. Cargo space is more than ample. Uh, the other thing I really liked about the Subaru Outback that I drove, it has this uh, infotainment system, this screen that sits in the middle. And, I mean, it's whopping. Not only do you get Android Auto and Apple CarPlay and your smartphone integration, satellite radio, two front USB ports are standard uh, with this 11.6-inch vertical touchscreen that puts everything right there at your fingertips. It is as good as anything you see out there. So uh, you also get remote start, dual-zone automatic uh, heating uh, and air conditioning, and all that gas mileage on this thing, 26 miles per gallon in the city, 33 miles per gallon on the highway. It handles well, uh, as good as you would expect a car of this type uh, to handle. Reliability is good, according to J.D. Power, and it's one of the safest vehicles you can drive out there. It comes in a variety of models, from the Outback to the Premium to the Limited to the Onyx. So you have a number of price points here. The one I drove came in at $36,000. So uh, I say that the Subaru Outback is an excellent car. It's the Northwest kind of car in a car that you certainly uh, should be looking at. Well, that's going to put another drive time in the books. Before we go, I just want to say congratulations to uh, Buddy Slater. He graduated from San Luis Obispo uh, this week with an engineering degree and is just uh, a good kid. He made his father and his mother very, very, very proud by graduating, his whole family. It was good to see a picture of them on Facebook, and everybody's so happy. So, buddy, I'm glad you stuck with college, glad you graduated. Now go out there and take on the world, my friend. Take on the world. And uh, we will take on the world and see you next week right here on Drive Time Radio. Have a good week if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise. We'll see you next Saturday morning.